Welcome back to the Mono Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Minaldo. This week, I have the weekly Mono's Awards, and I have uh, a new segment that I call Diamonds in the Rough, where I give you my fantasy football expertise to find diamonds in the rough on the waiver wire and free agency pool. We got a nice show today, so let's get right to it. As my return listeners know, the Mono's Awards are my weekly awards given to the best quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and team performances for this week, week six. First up, we have the Ground and Pound Award. This week's winner is Todd Gurley, running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Todd racked up 208 rushing yards and two touchdowns in the Rams' 23-20 win over the Denver Broncos. First and ten. And here's Todd Gurley with a burst. And Todd Gurley still on his feet. And stopped from behind, fourth and one. And here is Gurley, and he'll go in for the touchdown. This brings him up to 623 yards on the season and nine touchdowns. He's easily the best running back in the league on a week-by-week basis, and this week he brings home the ground-and-pound award. The Mad Bomber Award goes to Jameis Winston for his 395-yard, four-touchdown performance. Not only did he throw four touchdowns in his first start of the season, but they went to four different receivers. Those receivers were O.J. Howard. 85 seconds burn since Winston slid down. But no big deal. Because they go to O.J. Howard, who many thought would be out for three or four weeks with an injury. He's back in there today, and now a much-needed touchdown for Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. Yep, play action. They're going to throw it. And it is a touchdown to Godwin into the end zone. And now a two-point conversion away from tying this game up. Peyton Barber. And Winston. A touchdown pass to Peyton Barber. And all of a sudden, what a drive put together by Winston and the Buccaneers. And Cameron Brait. Call order here, though. And into the corner of the end zone. The catch is made by Cameron Brait. And that is a touchdown. He spread the ball around and was able to amass all this while his superstar wide receiver, Mike Evans, had barely any kind of showing at all. For the Sticky Fingers Award, it can go to none other than Tyreek Hill. Second and ten. Mahomes in the end zone. Hill for the touchdown. And nobody can keep up with Tyreek Hill. Mahomes, and that one is going to be caught. For a touchdown by Tyreek Hill. Two receivers basically going into the same area. And the Kansas City Chiefs have their first lead since it was 3 to nothing From the 25-yard line. 
play action. Mahomes steps up, going deep downfield, wide open again. It's Hill inside the 30. Hill down the sideline. Hill all the way. Seven catches, 142 yards, and three touchdowns. All three touchdowns coming in the second half. Now, his team might have lost 43-40, to but that was partially due to his last touchdown, a 75-yard hookup with Patrick Mahomes, where he caught the ball that was thrown behind him, came to a complete stop in doing so, and when he did this, the defensive back was within two or three yards of him, and they never even came close to touching him. He kicked the afterburners on that only he has in this league. No one else in the league is as fast as this guy. I can't remember the last guy in the league that was as fast as this guy. He makes other guys look like they're running in quicksand. He made the New England Patriots defensive backfield look like just that. Now I say that this last touchdown led to the loss because they were able to tie the game in only 12 seconds, leaving way too much time for Tom Brady to come down and set up a game-winning field goal. They lost 43-40 to in, unbelievably, the first game in NFL history to end with a final score of 43-40. to His team may have lost the game, but Tyreek Hill won the Sticky Fingers Award. Now, finally, we have the Vinny Testaverde Award for Comeback of the Week. Who else could it go to besides A.A. Ron, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers? They trailed 30-23 to at the two-minute warning and came back to win 33-30. to Showing A-gap pressure, and they come with it. Here come the Niners, and there goes Rodgers to the end zone, and Adams gets it for the touchdown. You're going to see him. Look at that elbow, man. Blood all over it. That knee brace. He pulled another one out of the hat. Aaron Rodgers finished the game with 425 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. 132 of those yards and both touchdowns went to Devontae Adams. Despite having played with a banged-up knee since uh, the second quarter of Week 1, Aaron Rodgers has been able to amass 1,997 yards through the air, 12 touchdowns, and only one interception. He and the Packers head into the bye week for some much-needed rest. On the wings of this 33-30 victory, Aaron Rodgers has also said he's hoping to shed his bulky knee brace following the bye week. That remains to be seen, how his knee will react. But either way, he and the Packers are the winners of the Vinny Testaverde Award for Week 6. Up next, we have the newest segment for the Mono Sports Podcast, Diamonds in the Rough. I've been playing fantasy football since I was a freshman in high school, all the way back in the year 2000. So in 18 years, I've had my fair share of fantasy victories. In the past decade, I've been nearly untouchable. I make the playoffs every year. There's been years where I've taken five, six, seven teams to the playoffs and won four, five, six championships. I've done it from leading wire to wire, having the best record and winning the whole thing. I've won multiple leagues with a sub 500 regular season record only to advance all the way to the finals and win. How do I do it? I'm able to master the waiver wire and free agent pickups. There are some beautiful finds this week and hopefully some can help augment your fantasy teams as the season nears the midway point and every week finds more of your starters either on bye weeks or succumbing to injuries. Let's see what hidden treasures I've found this week. Diamonds in the rough of the caliber of this first gem, at the quarterback position anyways, can usually be hard to find in week 7, if at all. 
If you're in a league in which famous Jameis Winston is still available, go ahead and grab him up. Even after his 395-yard, four-touchdown performance in Week 6 against the Falcons, he's still available in over 30% of leagues. He is not only a good pickup if you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, or Russell Wilson on bye weeks, but if you have an underperforming quarterback like Russell Wilson has been this season, since his bye week was Week 4, Winston could be a permanent plug-in to fill your quarterback needs. He has the Cleveland Browns this week, who have been surprisingly tough on opposing quarterbacks this season, but that's offset by the fact that Tampa Bay has passed on nearly 65% of their plays so far this season. That number is even higher over the past three weeks, when they have dropped back to pass nearly 72% of the time. Winston is running an offense that will be playing from behind a lot due to their terrible defense, and head coach Dirk Cutter, who's on the hot seat and has been since last season, is admittedly airing it out on a weekly basis in an attempt to keep his job. You can do a lot worse than this former Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick, and national champion. As far as diamonds in the rough at running back, my find is Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert of the 49ers is a diamond in the rough in the truest sense. He went from a 5-carry, 11-yard performance, including a fumble in Week 5, to 12 carries for 87 yards on Monday night in that loss to the Packers. He has not surpassed Alfred Morris as Matt Breida's backup, according to head coach Kyle Shanahan. But with Breida as banged up as he has been all the season, and Alfred Morris not having the speed that Mostert has, Mostert could see even more work over the rest of the season. In fact, up until game time, Matt Breida was, according to his coach, doubtful to play, even though he had officially had a questionable tag on Saturday's injury report. So because of this, Breida's injuries could be a chronic thing over the rest of the season, making Mostert an even more intriguing play. He is available in over 90% of leagues, and if you're in need of running back depth or just have the luxury of being able to at least stash him, he could be a very interesting flyer over the rest of the season. If you're in search of help at wide receiver, might I suggest Chester Rogers of the Indianapolis Colts. Over the past three games, he's caught 20 passes on a whopping 32 targets for 206 yards. He also found the end zone for the first time this season last week against the Jets. With T.Y. Hilton nursing injuries, Chester Rogers has emerged along with tight end Eric Ebron as one of Andrew Luck's favorite targets. So far this season, Andrew Luck has passed on nearly 71% of the team's snaps, so there are plenty of targets to go around even once T.Y. Hilton is back in the lineup, as he is supposed to be this week. Even if T.Y. Hilton does play this week, there's no guarantee that he won't re-aggravate his injury like he did the last time he tried to come back a few weeks ago. Also, Indy's defense, fresh off giving up 42 points to the Jets last week, will also likely be keeping the offense airing the ball out in search of more points, as no lead, if they even get a lead, is ever safe. That includes this week against the Bills, who are being led by 35-year-old Derek Anderson, making his first NFL start in two years. Again, even if T.Y. Hilton's back, feel free to run Chester Rogers out there. With all the talent that Atlanta has had at wide receiver and running back in recent years, the tight end position has been a black hole since Tony Gonzalez's retirement. There may finally be some light escaping that black hole, and that light is the sparkling of the diamond in the rough that is third-year tight end Austin Hooper. Now, it is a small sample size, but over the last two games, Hooper has hauled in 
an amazing 18 passes on 22 targets for 148 yards and a touchdown. It may only be two games, but tight end has been a shallow position so far this season, so anyone looking for help should check to see if they are in one of the nearly 30% of leagues that Hooper is still available in. You might get lucky. He's also playing on Monday night, so he would give you the security blanket of having last chance points available in your fantasy matchups. Also, rookie Calvin Ridley is nursing a bruised ankle and Muhammad Sanu has a hip injury. Despite head coach Dan Quinn being quote-unquote hopeful they will both play, they both remain questionable for the Monday night matchup. In an offense that throws the ball nearly 65% of the time, Ridley and or Sanu being out would mean even more looks in Hooper's direction with all the attention being focused on superstar wide receiver Julio Jones. Another talented diamond, the likes of which is rarely available at this point in the season, is Greg Zerline, aka Greg the Leg, aka Young Jeezy, aka Legatron. Whatever you want to call him, he is set to return this week. He was a fantasy monster last season before a late season back injury flare up in week 16 left many teams that were fighting in the finals for fantasy championships, like yours truly, in a lurch considering he had helped most of us get there. He had a dominant week one this season, scoring 17 points before a week two groin injury has had him sidelined ever since. He's an all-pro caliber kicker, trailing only Baltimore's Justin Tucker when it comes to the best kickers in the league. And thanks to this injury, he's available in over 35% of leagues. If the team in your league that drafted him made the mistake of not waiting him out, jump on him now. You won't regret it. He is a dominant leg on one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL this season, which will give him many, many opportunities. And his quarterback, Jared Goff, has said in the past, he feels secure knowing that once the offense is inside the opponent's 40, it's basically guaranteed points on the board. Now listen, I would never advise you stopping my podcast, but I will tell you right now to multitask and go check on Zerline's availability this second. The only exception would be if you have the aforementioned Justin Tucker. The final diamond this week is buried so far in the rough, it's available in over 90% of leagues. If you're looking for a diamond to replace your defense on the bye week, or just like streaming defenses, take a long look at the Detroit Lions. They were rocked for 42 points in week one against the Jets, but they still had a pick six in that game. Since then, they have been up and down, but are trending in that up direction, recording no less than two sacks at any week this season, and even recovering three fumbles in their last game, a home win against Green Bay. Also, they have yet to earn negative fantasy points this season, and will have had two weeks off to rest up for their trip to Miami. The Brock Osweiler-led Dolphins may have surprised the previously dominant Bears defense, but that was partially due to Osweiler not being announced as the starter over injured Ryan Tannehill until Tannehill was announced as an inactive early Sunday morning, following his popping up on the Friday's injury report with a shoulder issue. Ryan Tannehill has also been officially ruled out for this Sunday's game. So, the Lions will be preparing all week to pin their ears back and attack baby Brock. Osweiler needed Albert Wilson to do all the work on a 43-yard second-half touchdown that started out as a short dump-off pass that Wilson took to the house against a defense that looked like it didn't even know it was allowed to tackle him, followed by Wilson again doing most of the work to get loose on a game-tying 75-yard touchdown in the final minutes of regulation. Osweiler was then bailed out again in overtime 
when he was given a second shot and a short field to set up a long 47-yard game-winning field goal by rookie kicker Jason Sanders. Osweiler, especially when this Matt Patricia-led team has had two weeks of rest and a full week to prepare for him, does not scare me in the least. Like I said before, the Lions are available in over 90% of leagues, so you shouldn't have any trouble finding them to pick up. That's all the time we have here on this week's Mono Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Mono Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Mono's Photos. Until next week, who knows what's going on in the world of sports and fantasy? Mono's. Shake, shake, a brand new set of moves that you don't make. Get down and get back up.